Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. And now here's your host of this podcast, me, Shane Lakita. So with those sounds in the background here of a little Jingle Bells action going on, (laughs) I wanted to reach out to all of you pre-Christmas time, pre the time frame of what we're getting to, to get into Christmas Day with being less than a week away. Can you believe it? I mean, listen, we are basically six days away from Christmas. Uh, what, What? Like time flies so fast when you're having fun, when you're trying to make things happen, when you're working hard, when you're doing things with family, as life just continues to pass us by sometimes, where we don't necessarily sit back and just live in the moment and breathe it in, it just flies right by us. And this is just another year for me that it has gone right by at the at the bat of an eyelash, a flip of a switch. I mean, this year, if I, if I really think about it, we've done everything from go all the way out to the West Coast for a West Coast trip to go see Vegas and go see the Grand Canyon and all those different things that we did this summer. And we did all kinds of other stuff across the board throughout this whole entire year where it feels like it's multiple years ago when it was just 2019. It's pretty amazing. So this episode here is all about the holidays. It's all about where we're at, how we're thinking, what we're doing, what our plans are, and all that stuff. And the biggest thing that I want to go over at the end of this podcast, and I want you to I want to prepare you for it as you're listening to the podcast, as you're going through it, as you're reflecting and all that stuff, as we're going to do work on this exercise together, is I want you to think to yourself the difference between commitment and resolutions and promises. Okay. Just think of that. Just I'm planting the seeds so that way we can have a conversation about it in just a bit, where we can sit down and talk about what our commitments are for 2020, not what our resolutions are, not what our promises are, not what our empty promises are. It's what our commitments are, okay? We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, here we are heading in six days away to Christmas time. If any of you are listening closer to Christmas, is less days. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you got all your shopping done. I'm hoping you got all your Christmas cards bought. I'm hoping that you've gone out and done everything you need to do if you have the ability to do so. Now, this, this time of year can be one of two things for a lot of people. One of the sets of people can be it's a great, wondrous, yet stressful time of year where everybody's getting together, families get together, we have dinners, we have parties, we have all kinds of gift giving, we have secret Santas, you got all kinds of stuff with Christmas trees and Hanukkah dreidels and all kinds of different stuff going on all across the board. And it's a festive time of year and it's a time of year to celebrate and be in the moment. But the other aspect of it is, is sometimes Christmas isn't really all that great for some people. Now, not just because you might have taken away what the real meaning of Christmas was or the real meaning of Hanukkah is or the real meaning of Kwanzaa or any of these things are, and it becomes more sensationalized or commercialized, and they take a look at the way that the sale papers are everywhere and people are jockeying for position to get the the, the, the toy of the year or whatever else for their kids, and it becomes more commercial and anything else that happens during Christmas time frame and the holiday time frame. 
But that may be one reason why people are depressed around it. But the other reason is because a lot of people have lost people. A lot, a lot of people have lost folks. I lost my dad in August of this year, and it's going to be a tough, difficult Christmas. The good thing for me is I do have family coming up to Maine, and we're going to spend some time with each other, and we're going to we're going to enjoy each other's company and each other's time. Maybe have a cry or a laugh or whatever, just to be able to think to ourselves, you know, this will be the first year without him. So Christmas can be many things for many different people. And a lot of times there are some people that are like, I don't want to hear all about the cheer and I don't want to hear all about the the festive time periods. I don't want to see the lights. I don't want any of that because it's just, I just want to get through my day and treat it like any other day because it just makes me think of others or makes me think of my finances or makes me think of the situation that we're in. Maybe we're not we don't have the ability to be able to buy gifts for the kids or we don't have the ability to buy a ham and cook it at dinner or whatever else. Everybody has their different reasons and the different ways that they think about Christmas. So the way that I do it, the way that I try to focus on things when I'm talking to anybody is if it's the season, then we need to park in the space of appreciating what we have. Okay, If I don't have all the money in the world to go out and buy all the little gifts and all the different stuff for all the different people, then I do what I can. And if I can't, if I can't afford to do anything like that, then I do it with my personality. I do it by engaging them. I do it by spending time. I do it by stepping out of my comfort zone and doing some of the things that maybe I wasn't really wanting to do during the holidays before. If I'm in a bad spot, I try to bring myself into a good spot. If I'm in a spot where I'm saying to myself, this is a a depressing time frame, surround yourself with people that can at least bring a little bit of light into your day. Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be, they don't have to be kumbaya. They don't have to be honky-dory. They don't have to be big Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer honks either. All they really have to do it's just be somebody there to be able to lean on, be be somebody that's there that maybe it will invite you over to the house for dinner and you guys can just enjoy some time together, maybe watch a couple, I don't know, parades, some things or whatever. Whatever it is that you have to do, surround yourself with people that are going to help you rather than hinder from you. Okay, so the holiday time frame can go many different directions for different people. So the reason I bring that up is, is because I had a conversation the other day around Christmas time and New Year's resolutions. And we had this long conversation around how Christmas can be different for different people. And I was bringing up the fact that I love to be festive and I love to decorate the house and I love to be in ugly sweater contests and I love being out in stores and I love listening to Christmas music across the board and I love celebrating in the moment and cookies and cakes and all kinds of stuff across the board. I love it all. And this other person said to me, you got to remember though, Not that you have to change who you are because you love being in the moment. But other people have lost people and other people are in different difficult situations. And so I said to them in the rebuttal kind of way, not a rude kind of way, but a rebuttal kind of way. And I said, well, I've lost somebody this year too. I lost somebody in August. My dad, who's been with me my whole life, he's no longer going to be here for this, this Christmas coming up. Now, that, of course, that depresses me. Of course, that brings me down. Of course, that gets me to a place where I'm not feeling all that great and I'm feeling kind of glum and somber and sad. And I'm in this place where I know that that's coming, but I fill my life with things that I know are going to be able to help me get through the holidays the way that I need to. I do things like I volunteer. Now, listen, that doesn't take money. 
It doesn't take resources. It takes you and your body to go find somewhere to go to volunteer, whether it's at a food pantry, whether it's cleaning up different facilities for Ronald McDonald houses, whether it's going and working in an elderly home to cook them dinner or make them Christmas meal or drop off or go wrap gifts with them or make some snowflakes with some of the folks that are in some of the elder facilities homes. You know, there's many different things that we can do and I choose to do them. Now, I also understand that depression and sadness can come in many different forms for many different people. So he was right in saying, you got to be careful with all the cheer. I'm not going to shy away from being cheerful. I'm not going to shy away from celebrating the season and enjoying the moment and breathing it in. But I am going to be cognizant of other folks that are out there that are struggling because not everybody's the same. Not everybody has the resources. Not not everybody has the ability to be able to just put on the hat and go and do the things that are necessary for them to do to get themselves to a better place. Or even, to be quite honest with you, just be frank and honest between you and I, even to avoid the situation by doing things for others and staying busy so that I don't let my mind wander and think about my dad in the holiday season, right? I'm going to have family here. We're going to have enough of those times to be able to say, man, I miss them, right? So for me, I know I've got to surround myself with that kind of stuff during the holiday season. So if you're in a place where you're not feeling up to par, and you're not feeling like the holiday spirit is amongst you. And you're not feeling like you want to really do much of anything. Just do something small. It doesn't even matter what it is. Take a $5 bill. Go down to a local Dunkin' Donuts. Buy two people coffee uh, right behind you when you're in the Dunkin' Donuts. When you're at the store and you see a kid walking through the aisle, buy something off the shelf for him. Do something nice for somebody. Just random You will wait to see what happens when you do those kind of things. It fills your heart. It fills your mind. It fills your soul. And next thing you know, you're looking around going, I feel better. I feel better about the situation. I wasn't feeling very festive. I wasn't feeling very cheery. But I made somebody else's day. And who knows? You might have changed someone else's life. You might have saved them. I have a multiple friends that I was in the military with and then also that I went to school with that have done things like commit suicide and during the holiday season because of the depression. So in all seriousness, either get help or find something to be able to pull you out of that muck and that mire because it can get pretty dark. It can, even for a cheery person like me. You know how you know how much I don't want to go to the local store and go down to Walmart and go to Target and go to all these places and see all these people that are aggressive with their carts, that are push and shove, that are like, get out of my way, that are rude and inconsiderate. I don't want to be around those kind of people, but I know it's part of the game and I know it's something that I have to do if I want to buy my son a gift or I want to buy my wife a gift. Mostly that's why I stick to Amazon. I click the button and, and order things to be shipped to us, right? <laughs> so I can avoid most of that. But at the end of the day, sometimes the holidays can just start to beat you down. Parties after parties, cookie swaps after cookie swaps, uh, secret Santas after secret Santas. Maybe family is together and they're not getting along and they're all fighting and they're all bickering. I get all that stuff. So what you have to do is find an outlet for you. Give yourself something that you can do that's going to help you during the season. It's going to help you to get through it one day at a time for you to invest in others, which will in turn invest in you. 
And just always know, I'm right here on this podcast. You have communities that are on the internet as well. You know, it may sound creepy to some people when you say all my internet friends that I have out there or all the people that I coincide with or that I converse with that are there on the internet, on Instagram, on Facebook, on No Finish Line Nation, on the podcast or whatever. But it's okay. That's the world we live in nowadays. There are a lot of people that I know that I've met that I consider to be friends that are my internet friends. These are people that I can lean into every once in a while to be able to say, hey, listen, you know what? I'm struggling right here. What do you think? And they're like, hey, let me tell you what I did work for me. Use those resources. Get some help. Get the things that you need to do and the positivity that you may need in your life at that moment in time to be able to help you get through it. Now, here's the second part of the podcast that I wanted to talk about now that I'm off my soapbox, okay? I'm off my soapbox about the holidays and finding the resources to help. I hope that that helps you kind of come up with a game plan. If you're not feeling the holidays, you're not feeling up to it, hopefully that will give you some focus and direction towards what you want to do this holiday season, even if it's a phone a friend and get get a good friend or somebody that understands you that can listen to some of your problems if they need be or if you need to pick up the phone to call them, okay? So I'm hoping that that helped you. The second part of this podcast is all about commitment. Now listen, how many people out there hate the word commitment, right? People that aren't really in committed relationships that like to kind of not really necessarily pull the trigger and go forward with being in a committed relationship. It has this taboo kind of feel to it to some people about the fact that I'm tied to somebody else or I I, I need to be committed to them. I need to be whatever. Or how about just the fact that the word committed into a insane asylum or committed into a hospital somewhere. The The word commitment usually has a almost like a negative connotation to it. But the way I look at it is is this. I work in business, okay? I go around, I talk to business owners, I talk to people that are running multi-million dollar businesses, and we have conversations around what our goals are, what we do for be able to put together some behaviors in, in place in the stores for the associates to exemplify or to show examples of or be able to elevate their performance through behavioral changes or whatever else. And one of the things that I always bring up at every one of my what we call mutual action plans We sit down with them and we come up with ideas together of things that they want to work on. And the one thing that I always say to them after we get done with it is, this is your commitment then. Your commitment is you're going to do such and such and such and such by this amount of time. So we set smart goals, but they make a commitment to make it happen. And it has so much weight behind that word commitment that sometimes people even get scared when you say it. They're like, wait, 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 I I don't know. Maybe I need to lighten that up a little bit. Maybe my commitment, I, I've set it too high or you know I've, I've set my goal too lofty. Okay, let's give yourself a, uh, a obtainable goal that you want to commit to making the changes to getting there. Just like if you want to commit to losing weight. It isn't a wish or a hope. Come on, really? If you're hoping and wishing that you're going to lose weight, you're never going to lose weight. But if you commit to the behaviors that need to happen for you to be able to lose weight and you work at it and you dedicate yourself to it and you focus and you stay in the zone of where you want to go or have a plan B based on the fact of if plan A didn't necessarily work the way that you wanted it to, but you're committed to the game, you're committed to the goal, you're committed to the outcome. That's important word. 
So when people say, as we're heading into the New Year's, I'm going to have all these New Year's resolutions. It's a new start for me. It's a fresh beginning. It's something that I can do. I'm going to get a workout plan or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go and eat healthy and all that stuff. And we make all these almost, I mean, I hate to say it and please don't be offended by it, but we make all these blank, empty promises, right? We make all these promises to ourselves that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we don't have the word commitment behind it. We don't commit to making that happen and put steps and procedures in place to make sure that we get it done or that we commit ourselves to eating properly or tracking our foods or counting our calories or checking the fat contents or entering it into the app or going to the gym or setting a schedule in place, putting the calendar appointments in, doing whatever is necessary for us to commit to the behavior that we know needs to happen for us to be best. We make promises. We make empty blank promises. How many times have you gone to a New Year's party or on New Year's Eve, you make a promise to yourself that you're going to do, this is my year. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm at. And we make all these different things. Sometimes it's alcohol induced, right? So we're like, we make these grand, huge goals that we want to be able to accomplish, which is okay. It's fun. It's always fun to do. But one of the things that I know that I like to do on the podcast here is on the next podcast that we have, we're going to reflect back on 2019 and then look forward to 2020. But one of the things that this podcast is about is if we're going to look forward to 2020 and we're going to use January 1st as a start over time frame or a refocus time frame or a rededication time frame, then we also have to treat it as a recommitment time frame. Committing yourself to something and focusing on what you have to do is much easier said than done. When you recommit to something, when you commit to something and you say to yourself, this is what I'm going to accomplish by this and this date, by doing the following things. That's the part that we miss. We we come up with these empty promises. We say to ourselves, I'm going to be debt free. I'm going to be no more credit card debt or I'm going to pay off my house. Or I'm going to lose 40 pounds or whatever it is. And we don't put plans in place to making it happen because it's never on purpose. We're never committing to anything. We're just giving empty blank promises. We're just looking at the fact that we want to accomplish something. So what if I just say it into the universe? That'll happen, right? If I say I want to be a millionaire, if I say it enough and I just throw it out there into the universe... Am I going to become a millionaire? Well, pr- well, probably not unless I win the lottery or I inherit some money or something that you know grand happens to me with one in a billion chances. No, it takes work. It takes dedication. It takes time. It takes effort. So this year in 2020, as you're looking ahead and you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do when the clock strikes 0000 of 2020, the new decade, and as we're moving forward. And if I want to accomplish something, if I want to be able to do something in life, if I want to be able to do something that I've never done before, even later in life, if you're in your 70s or your 80s, and you're thinking to yourself, how do I be the best version of me and accomplish some things that I want to always accomplish. If there are things on your bucket list that you want to do, well, you got to put something in place to be able to make that happen and not just talk about it. I I speak from my own personal 
experience. Because I can talk a damn big game. I can talk all kinds of trash. I can I can say, you know what? This is what I'm going to accomplish this year. This is where I'm at with it. That This is how I know I'm going to be able to get there. Good job. Happy New Year. Kisses and hugs. Champagne flowing. We're good to go. But at the end of the day, how am I going to get there? What am I going to do to get to where I want to be? What steps am I going to put in place for me to go from point A to point Z and all the noise that comes in the middle for me to continue to try to drive towards that point Z? What's the first step that I'm going to take? And if it's the first step, that's okay. You don't need to make a grand scheme or a grand plan. If your goal is something you want to accomplish and to go from A to Z, you got to do such and such, then put it on paper and make it on purpose. Make it something of a reality rather than something as a pipe dream. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. We talk about our dreams. We talk about our aspirations. We talk about things that we want to accomplish. We talk about all that stuff. But until the rubber meets the road and until you put a plan in place for you to be able to do so, it's not going to happen, guys. You can't just wish and hope. That's not a strategy. I know many of you heard that before. If you think that by you putting something up on a board for you to be able to accomplish something or do something or on a whiteboard or whatever as a dream board or or whatever it is, then that's exactly what it stays. It stays a dream. It doesn't ever become a reality because all you're doing is dreaming. All you're doing is throwing some hopes up against the board and going, hey, maybe. I hope it happens. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Right? So... You need to substantiate and quantify what you're really looking for. Those are big words, I know, but think about it. You got to make whatever it is that you're trying to be able to go for, whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to accomplish, substantial, okay? You can't just look at something and say, yeah, I'm just going to kind of keep on doing the things that I wanted to do. The reason is because we don't grow from that. We We don't expand. We don't become the best version of ourselves. Unless you are already the best version of you, which normal human beings are not. I don't know of too many perfect human beings. And if you do, send them my way. Because if they're perfect, there's a lot of stuff that probably goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. So nobody's perfect. And we all need to grow. So first of all, take a look at what you really wanted to accomplish. If you're going to really look, if you legitimately look at the fact of, let's say, for instance, you're going bankrupt or you got some, you got $40,000 worth of credit card bills or whatever else. And you say to yourself, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of 2020. Are those realistic goals or would more of a realistic goal be I like to be 50% marked down on my my credit card debt by the end of the year or by midway point of the year? And if I'm going to be 50% marked down on my finances or my uh, credit card debt that's out there, here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make double payments on the higher percentage rate cards. I'm going to make lower. I'm going to make my minimum payments on the other ones. And then once I pay one off, I'm going to move on. However it is. You can see what I'm saying here. If I want to get to point Z and whatever it is that I'm looking for and my dream is going to be and what I want to accomplish, I need steps and procedures of how to get there. I need to make sure I map that out. Take a look at what my steps are going to be and put a plan in place. But like I was just saying, if you're looking at being a millionaire within a year time frame outside of winning the lottery or something like that, that may not be as realistic of a goal. 
But what you might look at is to say, I want to be a millionaire in five years, and here's how I'm going to be able to do it. First, pay down my debt. Next, pay off my mortgage. Then I'm going to be able to move towards putting things away in savings. I'm going to get two jobs. I'm going to get three jobs. Whatever it is that you have to do, setting realistic goals, now you've got the steps to get there, and now you know what you have to do next. For New Year's resolutions and promises that we make that we want to be able to accomplish without the substance behind how you're going to get there, that's all they are are words that are thrown out there. There's no reality. There's no any path to being able to get to what you have to get to. So this year, think about that. I want you to think about what your commitments are. Not what your promises are, not what your resolutions are, not any of that. Because how many times have we already had the conversation so many times in the past that when somebody makes a New Year's resolution, they usually drop those resolutions within a month? How many times have you gone down to the gym and you go to work out in the middle, in the beginning of January and the place is jam-packed? It's like sardine cans everywhere, right? Everybody's trying to be able to use the treadmill, use the weightlifting or whatever. And then about early February, it starts to wane off a little bit more. Then mid-February, there's nobody there anymore because those were empty promises. Those weren't ones that they made for long-term strategies. Those were promises that they made that they wanted to make the change, but they weren't willing to put the work and the effort and put the strategy behind moving forward and doing. Because human nature kicks in. We get lazy. We get defunct. We get all these different things that we have going on in our lives. Life happens. Crap happens, and it all hits the fan, and then we just drop off those empty promises versus looking at what my strategy is and what my calendar looks like and me knowing that I've got to hit this appointment today to be able to continue to stay on path and continue to move forward. Now listen, here's the other thing. If you're making a commitment to yourself for 2020 and you're asking yourself or looking at yourself saying, I need to make sure that I move forward and I'm going to be successful this year in the following ways and here's how I'm going to get there. If it happens in the middle of January or February or March or whenever it is and you're really putting things forward and you make a mistake and you fall down, you hurt yourself, something happens, lost in the family, you get ill, maybe you get injured, whatever it is, whatever whatever comes up, learn to forgive yourself and move on to stay on the path that you're trying to be able to move on to. First, forgive yourself for making a mistake. Maybe you ate too much when if you're if you're if your goal is around tracking calories or tracking fat content and you had a week of binging when you went out with the girlfriends over to whatever party or a bachelorette party or you're out with the boys at the game and this, that, and the other, and you made some mistakes. Learn to forgive yourself quickly. Put that at the top of your list. I need to forgive myself fast. Because if you don't forgive yourself, then you get into that guilty conscience of I'm a failure. I'm not worth anything. I I can't do this. I've tried it so many times in my life. I'm just I'm I'm born to be fat or I'm born to be a failure or I'm born to be in debt or I'm born all these different things that we have going on. Human nature kicks in and then we start to self-doubt and self-loathe, and self-hate. So the number one priority after you're setting commitments for the year, and then you put a plan in place for the year, the next thing is, is to put a reminder down there to say that if I fail today, I need to forgive myself quickly to get back on track the next day. 
or the next hour or the next week, whatever it is. So learn to forgive quickly. You gotta, you have to give yourself and self-soothe that 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 whole self-motivation stuff, the whole self-talk thing, the self-love, all that stuff. You've got to give yourself the ability to be able to say, "I'm okay. I didn't die. I'm able to pick my bootstraps up and be able to move on and continue to work on myself and continue to work on my craft and be the best version of me." That's what you have to do. That will set you up for success probably more than anything else that we're talking about here. So think about it as you're heading into 2020, as you're going to be going to these different parties that are going to be coming around. Because if you think about it, that's only 12 days away. <laughs> 12 days away, and we're say, we're bringing in 2020. And you're going to be asked the question, what are your New Year's resolutions? And I want you to look at that New Year's resolution. I want you to say, Here's what, I don't have New Year's resolutions. I have New Year's commitments. And these are my commitments. I'm going to do such and such and such. And here's how I'm going to do such and such and such. And these are the behaviors I'm going to accomplish doing such and such and such. And here's where I'm going to put it on my calendar. And I'm going to be able to move forward and be effective at the in the space that I'm trying to play in. And lastly, I'm going to forgive myself if I make a mistake so that way I can be back on track the next day, moving right down that same exact railroad track that I wanted to get to before to get to point C. Does that make sense? Because it makes sense to me because I'm thinking about it a lot. When they asked me what your New Year's resolutions were already, I said, I don't have resolutions. I got commitments. I'm committed to making the things happen in my life. I'm committed to try to make my dreams come true. I'm committed to really pushing forward, and here's how I'm going to get there. I hope that helps you guys. I want you guys all to have an, an amazing Merry Christmas coming up or whatever holiday that you celebrate. So if it's Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. If it's Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. If it's Christmas, Merry Christmas. All the different holidays that are out there. And even if you don't celebrate the holiday, festive season, my friend. Whatever it is that you celebrate, wherever you're at, I hope from my family to yours, on behalf of my wife, Crystal, my son, Gavin, and me, Shane, I wish you a safe and wonderful and amazing and heart-filled season that when we come out on the back end, you're going to want to be able to go into the new year fulfilling your behaviors to achieve the commitments that you make to 2020 because you feel so good about how your season went this year, okay? And remember, as I opened with, if you're not feeling it this season, there's a lot of resources that are out there for you, whether it's family, friends, whether it's internet, whether it's hotlines, whether whatever it is, that you have at your disposal, utilize it because the holidays can be tough for some people. So go out and get the things that you need to get to. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support. I may not put out another podcast before the new year. I'm not really sure. I did promise myself, I set goals that I'm going to do four podcasts in the month of December. So I may do one in between Christmas and New Year's because I've got a couple days off during that time frame. And if I do, I'll see you then. But in the meantime, have a merry holiday. Enjoy all the great shows, the movies, Elf, National Lampoons, Mary Poppins, all these different shows that come out right around the Christmas time frame. Love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks.
Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973 podcast. You can also find us on all other social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook just by looking up Liquid Shano 1973. If you get a chance, hop on over to iTunes, scroll all the way to the bottom, and leave some feedback about our podcast because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.